0: Welcome to the Pi Sigma Epsilon podcast, where we bring you a business advantage for life in the time it takes to walk to class or drive to work. I'm Daniel Schultz, the Collegiate Vice President of PSC and the President of the Epsilon Epsilon Chapter at Ball State University.
1: And I'm Kristen Pearson, the Director of Member Services at the Pi Sigma Epsilon National Headquarters.
0: And today we have Dan Wade, the president and head manager of Hilti Canada, who's just come into that role. We are very thankful to be able to have a few minutes of your time to hop on here. You've done quite a few different things with Hilti throughout your years at the company. Would you mind just starting off with telling us a bit about what your time at Hilti has looked like to get you to where you are now?
2: Yeah, and thank you, Daniel and Kristen, for for having me today. Um... So it's a, it's a, it's a long story. I'll give you the short version. Um, I actually started out as an intern, um, had a degree in mechanical engineering and i um, thankful enough to have an opportunity to join Hilti. Uh, since then it's been roles of, uh, technical roles on the engineering side, uh, sales management, leadership, uh, spent a few years in marketing as well. And, um, yeah for the past few years i've been the uh, the sales director division manager working out of the states and um now the president and general manager for Hilti canada so uh 13 years and uh quite a few uh quite a few different roles
1: so what are some of your responsibilities in this new role now
2: yeah so you know in the more traditional sense um <clears throat> responsibilities as as a general manager for us as a market organization it's um it 's about delivering for us profitable growth. Uh, we talk a lot about how to build value and, and essentially create value for us that 's more on the where do we have market share gain opportunities and and how do we then turn that into what is really truly sustainable value that's the that 's the the long term future so if, if we deliver profitable growth um, both from a top line revenue standpoint, as well as, uh, you know, from a contribution back to our shareholder, I think, you know, that's, um, that's absolutely at a high sense. uh, That's the, the responsibilities, you know, as I dive further into it, and I think this is applicable to, to all leaders at Hilti, especially um, responsibilities absolutely include, there's a, there's a massive people component. Um, It can be cut down into every single piece of, of really starting with recruiting all the way through retention um, there's of course a, a large strategic element, um, not necessarily figuring out the how of every day, but but the, the directional what, if you will. And um, you know, I think you find yourself at least initially. I do find myself um, briefly wearing a lot of hats, especially from a learning component. It's important to to understand um, how our logistics teams operates, uh, how to work better with transportation. You know, we have a lot of different channels that, that anyone can choose from. So we have retail locations, we have customer service, um, we have specialists and consultants in the field face-to-face with customers and um, understanding a bit of what they go through every day is I think part of my responsibility. And, and probably to wrap it up, I, I have a responsibility to to our customers. Um, we say that, that we want to you know, engage these customers on a daily level that includes touch points at every level in the organization. And um, if I am in tune with what our customers are doing and how they're doing it and taking a more customer centric approach to to what it is that they care about. um, If I can do that as part of my responsibilities, then um, yeah, I think that, I think that makes for uh, for a great role.
0: Well, that sounds like a lot of different varied roles and I'm sure that Completely makes sense to you as you've climbed up through the organization. Your job gets a little less specific and a little less direct as you progress. Uh, But congratulations again on just being able to take on that responsibility. And best of luck to your family as starting that new transition and new phase of life. But looking back on what you've had, what you've, but looking back on what you've done in Hilti, what do you think set you apart? as you were climbing through the ranks and as you were going through your different positions?
2: You know, Hilti is unique in the fact that when you're able to enjoy what you do and, and really be good at it, if the performance is there, doors open. Um, so for me, it, it wasn't just about I want to do a certain role or a certain function for, for a career. I really wanted to, to learn what else was out there. Um, you might you might have a stereotype of an engineer. Uh, you might think that they they don't want to get into sales. I can tell you, I, I quickly found myself really enjoying the sales side of things, and and as a result, um, earned an opportunity to become a, a sales leader. So for me, it was it was really about I'd say just two things. It was the the curiosity. Um, we constantly teach people, no matter what, they really need to be curious. They need to challenge the status quo. They need to understand uh, why they're doing something and um, be a little courageous to, to challenge it. So that, that all comes and stems from being curious. And then for me specifically, I think it was also, um, I really needed to be open. Um, having, having the openness to try something new, figure something out. I can tell you a few of my roles were, um, one actually, one in particular was the first of its kind across the Hilti world. And um, you have the comfort of being a part of an organization and a large organization, but um, <clears throat> not a lot of framework, right? So if, if you're not open, if you're not curious, um, ultimately, you're, you're not going to learn from those things. And sadly, if you're not learning, you're, you're probably not performing. So yeah, I would say, I would say curiosity and, and openness will take you a long way.
1: That's amazing, and I'm really interested to hearing about the engineering to sales. Was that a difficult transition for you, and um, what kind of skills did you transfer between the two
2: so this the the engineering role is is a bit of a sales engineer, I would say as well it's um you're not only selling yourself, but you're also selling the organization. And then in the end, you're you're working with uh, engineers, specifiers, architects, people who are designing the structures of the future. Uh, and ideally, they they use our products and services uh, in those in those buildings and structures. So uh, I found myself selling uh, off the bat. Right. Mm-hmm. The move though was was moving away from. <clears throat> not just a, a very highly technical product, but more into the, the entire portfolio that Hilti has to offer, which um, I think often we are seeing as a product-only company. Um, when you move into sales, and especially sales leadership, um, <laughs> beside the, the toughest and probably most tricky component is, is running the people side of the business, uh, there's an entire offering of, of products, services, software, Uh, entire solutions that go across the the construction workflow or the application workflow that you have to learn so the engineering background really only helped with um, one piece of it Mm -hmm. Uh, clearly the technical side was helpful Um, the most transferable skill though is i think if you're if you're in an engineering program of, of any discipline you you learn how to analyze and solve problems so that's ultimately i think what helped me out the most um, was having that background, having the analytical, technical side. And and then it all just came to, uh, you know, getting out there. And, uh, you know, it's corny, but you got to get your feet wet, right? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely.
0: So when you look at companies like Hilti that tend to try to give people the opportunity to do cross-functional disciplines and transfer from engineering to sales and then to marketing and maybe to finance – could you talk a little bit about what the experience of any other people you know in the organization that have had that uh, experience, what that's looked like for them? I know that that's not necessarily the truth for a lot of people and other companies. They don't get that experience.
2: What an awesome question. It's, um, <clears throat> I think first and foremost, the thing that keeps people here at Hilti, and this is across the, the globe, uh, it's, it's the people and it's the culture. Um, after that, you, you find that we open doors to, to anybody of any, any discipline or function or education, right? Um, we're very big on, on promoting from within. I, I don't have an answer to, to your question simply because there's, there's probably not the same storyline or same movement up a ladder um, person to person. Uh, I, have, I have good friends at the company, some that I've known for you know, well over a decade, and, and they've strictly remained on the sales side. Um, others have um, done a little bit of sales, and then they'll, they'll go be a, um, maybe a, someone in a field facing function, a customer facing function, um, not responsible for sales, but responsible for support. And, and why they do that, maybe they love the, the opportunity, maybe they love the product line, they're passionate about it. Um, maybe it's a development opportunity and they they simply need to learn about leading through others and having a bit of that indirect leadership experience that's why that's one of the reasons i'm i'm still here is i have had that opportunity and hilti's very good at giving that you that opportunity as long as as long as uh, you're committed and, and you perform so um, the path is different person to person and um, i think that's one of the things that makes hilti great and and i know it's also one of the things that makes hilti quite unique mhm
1: so, for someone that's looking for these type of promotional opportunities, whether it's within Hilti or any company, what do you think differentiates a, a candidate?
2: I was told um, I was told early on that two things. Um, one, it was it was not about selecting and defining a path from the very early on. Right, I was two years in, and I, I had gotten my first promotion, and I had people tell me that I. I Probably should stay in a very technical path, and then I had others who said, you know, no, actually, you don't need to choose. And um, that was some amazing advice. Sitting on the fence might be seen as indecision, right? But mm-hmm. um, that allowed, I think, me and others to to choose the the best path of development. Um, furthermore, we we talk in a way where we we want to put people in positions to to develop, but also enjoy what they do, and and put them in positions to to ultimately fit them to what they're good at so if you think about the best scenario is I get to develop in an area where I like to develop and into a role in which I'm very good at and when those two things align it's um, it makes for you know better employee retention you have better work experience the environment is 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 much better received Mm -hmm. so you know first it's it's about not uh, making the decision and I'd say weighing all of your options that's okay and um, and then second that's when you really need to take your, your development into your own hands. It's, it's people don't call you and say, Hey, are you looking for a mentor? Um, <laughs> they don't call you and they don't offer up promotions to you. Right. Um, so putting yourself in a position to, to be successful in whatever that next role might be, it depends on you. And and we call it, uh, even most recently, we made a change. And it's now called, when we, we talk about development, it's, it's called My Development specifically, mm-hmm. so that we we start to talk in a language that makes more sense and we get people really bought in on. Um, if you want to develop into anything, we're, we're here
0: to help you. But mm-hmm. the most key component of that is you. Yeah, and I appreciate you saying that. It also kind of hits on what I'd like to ask, Ness, you talk. About you finding your niche and finding where you want to grow and develop, and a little bit from your past, I know that you talked a bit earlier too about starting up a new office. Could you go into more detail about that? Uh, I believe from what we've talked about previously, you said it grew up to 25 team members in just two years. I'd love to hear about what that journey looked like for you.
2: Yeah. So uh, to, to add some context, you know, we're we're a very large organization across the globe, and the uh, the work we do every single day can sometimes be seen as highly transactional right so an, an order is placed for a product That product is on a box in a warehouse on the shelf it comes from us as a manufacturer but then it, it goes to the end user and we we manage that entire value chain um, what i was tasked with doing was uh, capturing entire applications so not just selling um, a long good or selling a, a box or a tool in a red case um, we actually ventured into an area of selling f- full applications, but it also included components of Hilti that we had maybe not professionalized or had never done before. So uh, I had the task of uh, starting up this this project management office where we were uh, hiring structural engineers, people to work in 3D CAD, uh, estimators, fulfillment specialists, um, people who had you know the various talents needed essentially that expertise needed to then work with some of our partners so for us it was um we've always talked in applications and selling applications but packaging it all together with all of the services needed is what what led to uh one the creation and also uh, i'd say the the success of the of the pmo yeah i'll uh <laughs> i'll stop there it was quite it was quite the uh Quite the couple of years uh, setting up something new in an organization yeah it was a it was an awesome opportunity and um, yeah i wouldn't wouldn't trade that that out for anything
1: thank you so much for sharing this I think this sounds amazing healthy just sounds like a great opportunity for anybody um, when it comes to maybe hiring someone and we're talking about like a resume or online presence what stands out to you in a candidate whether this might be someone that's just trying to join healthy or um, maybe someone that's trying to join your team that already works there.
2: Yeah, um, good good question. So, whew, this is this is just my opinion. So I'll, I'll, you know asterisks right. Um, <clears throat> I'd say when you think about just what goes onto a resume, and one of the things that that I look for, um, <clears throat> I am I am not looking for four, five, six pages. Um, I would very much rather see things like accomplishments and and what helps you share your experience. Um, so it's, I won't get too detailed there, but avoid the lengthiness and, um, you know, numbers and situations, of course, always, always support your, support your story. Um, you ask about online presence. Um, you know, for us, recruiting is, um, is always top of mind. We don't, um, we don't search into people. It's not like a we don't do social media blitzes. We don't we don't research people before we meet them or even after we meet them. Mm-hmm. We just decide um, we want to meet you, right? And then since we're you know we're we're in a we're in a business that is traditionally not seen as customer facing. Um, so many of our competitors, I think, are. Um, <clears throat> So many of our competitors do not have exactly what we have, which is this direct go-to-market strategy. So everything we do, our market reach platform is built on face-to-face relationships. So if we're going to say we work closely with the end user and our customers and everything is in a face-to-face banner, when it comes to recruiting, I simply want to meet you. And um, that's where we talk through things like core values and what makes you you and ultimately how you're going to be motivated and and what you what you want out of a career not just not just a position right or not just a job so um you know whether whether your resume is is short or long that's up to you whether you have an online presence and a a great linkedin or you're big on social media again that's up to you i -hmm. think for for us for me for hilti we we look at um we look at the core values of a person if you're a good hilti fit um if you really can help us take take the hilti group and and take it to the next level and be a part of the family as you do it.
0: Absolutely. It's definitely good to have that culture. And I know that Hilti is a company that's uh, won a number of awards for their culture and for that feeling of the organization and the fit that you all have there. As you think about what your experience has been throughout your time at Hilti, there have obviously been people that have helped you along the way and done that. Has there been one person, was it your manager or someone that you found that's been the most impactful on your journey through Hilti, or has that transitioned over time? <clears throat> uh,
2: short answer is yes, uh, but not just one. It's it's been dozens and dozens of, of people. Um, you know the the leaders at Hilti, I think are it's it's one of the reasons I've I've wanted to be in a leadership position because you know the leaders I think are they're very clear in strategy, they're very respectful, they're very humble, they're very down-to-earth and um, very clear with what it is we want to accomplish and I think when you know you got a you got a group of people who will back you up and and take you to the next level uh, that's a place that people want to be specifically you know you you need different mentors at different levels Um, you need people that that you can trust deeply and that doesn't come over time, right? It, it doesn't just happen because you have a formal or an informal mentor-mentee relationship, but people that you can you can sit down with and and hash it out, right? Maybe have a little bit of conflict and, and argue about some things and disagree. Healthy disagreement is good. Um, and then you need you need some definitely some informal people, your your core group that. Um, whether you need to blow off steam or you need to talk through maybe the, the random next crazy idea, right. Having these, having these people, having this network and, and relying on it, right. It's, it's one thing to know a lot of people. It's a, it's another to, to use them. Um, and then of course reciprocate, right. You can't be part of a network and part of a group that, that is just one way street. Right. So, so I think, um, maybe a long answer to a, a very complicated question. It's, um, it is about building a network. It is about establishing mentors, especially on the topic, right? Not just a single mentor for everything, but a, a mentor based on the topic, because at any organization you have experts at every level. Uh, why not go and learn from the best and have a relationship with those folks? Um, you're only gonna be better off for, for the role you're in and you know, even for the, the role that may, may come next.
1: Do you have any action items for someone that might be listening that is interested in building that network and finding a mentor? Um, Do you have any like tips for them? Because personally, I mean, someone could be working for a small company or a large company. Is there anything you would advise them to do to be able to find that network?
2: Yeah. uh, I mean, first and foremost, I think we all operate differently day to day. I'm, I'm a very strict calendar person. Um, if it's on my calendar, it's, it's likely going to get done, right? Um, first and foremost, you got to block the time. If, if you don't block that time in whatever way you choose, um, chances are it's, it's not going to get done. Um, I also think you need to write it down somewhere. You need to put, put out some of these, these goals or these things you want to learn. Maybe it, maybe it is establish a network. Maybe that's where you start and, and write it down. Put it somewhere that you're going to see it, whether it's inside a notebook, on a whiteboard post-its on your mirror or where, wherever that might be. Um, and then once you block the time and you, you make an effort, I would say balance both the, the formal and informal people who, who have come to me or, or instances where I've gone to people in the past and I, I, jump into the very formal more approach of down to the, the nitty gritty and talk, talk shop. Um, you, you get too formal and you miss opportunities to get to know people. You get, you miss an opportunity to build a relationship. And that's, that's when the real type of talk I think really begins. So, um, mix the balance of, of formal and informal. It's, it's okay to be casual when the time is right. Um, I think, you know, stereotypically we see these instances where maybe the mentor mentee relationship has to be this rigid hierarchical approach. And, um, I can tell you it doesn't have to be that way. It can actually be a, a more a fun gathering where you, um, you hash out what you did over the weekend at the same time, maybe tackle a, a topic or an unknown thing that you, you have on your mind. Um, so block out the time and, and then have some balance and, um, and then you take it from there.
0: Uh, That's a great piece of advice. And just as we finish up before we ask your last question, wanted to thank you so much again for taking the time to hop on this call. I know that it's been a very big transitional process that you've been in. So it means a lot that you were able to block out that time, as you mentioned, uh, to make this call happen. And this may go the same way as the last question, but we encourage you to just take it how it sounds. Uh, Motto for PSE is your business advantage for life. So we would love to ask you, what do you think has been your business advantage for life?
2: i came into the organization into a new role uh, five years ago now and, and pulled from a bunch of different uh, groups to establish a, a new team and um, for me it was about understanding where that group came from and how we were going to have you know this this new team and, and have this new identity and and for me we were in the midwest um, we had people from ball state join us on the team we had people from all across Indiana, Iowa, uh, Illinois, Missouri, Kansas, Nebraska. So for me, we, we established this identity of, of hard work, and grit, and, and just this determination as a team. The business advantage for life that I think came across in what we established was, was for me, it's all about uh, working hard and being nice to people. Um, it, is, it, it comes exactly from the Hilti culture where we, we established what caring looks like and we do it in a performance-oriented way. So, for me, whether it's cheesy, party, whatever you want to call it, for me, the, the business advantage for life is if you can work hard and be nice to people, you go a really long way.